ACC covers country. Thomas Rhett and his wife Lauren are coming up on their 10-year wedding anniversary, and a lot has happened for them over the past decade. Shortly after they got married, he got his first hit song in the radio, and then another, and then another, and he ended up being, well, becoming one of the country's biggest country music stars. Plus, they had four kids of their own. I think it's four. They're having so many, I can barely keep track. And now he's telling the story of where it all began and how he asked Lauren's dad for her hand in marriage. I actually called Lauren's dad and said, hey, I'm going to come over. I would like to ask you a question. And if you know my wife's dad, he is one of the most amazing but also crazy humans on this planet. And so he goes, what are you coming over here for? To ask me if you want to marry my daughter? I mean, the answer is yes, but you can come over here if you want to. And so I was like, all right, well, on my way. And I get to the front door and he's just standing at the front door with a video camera. He's like, all right, Tom, ask me what you want to ask me. And that just completely broke all the ice. He knew it was happening anyway, but I'll just never forget that because it was the most untraditional asking your wife's dad for permission to marry him or whatever. But I remember that so vividly. And he still, every year at Christmas, he shows me that video. You can count on Thomas Rudd and their family to keep things interesting. Happy 10-year anniversary to them. Blake Shelton announcing his retirement. Isn't he too young for this? Blake posted yesterday to say, I've been wrestling with this for a while and I've decided that it's time for me to step away from The Voice. After season 23, he says, the show has changed my life in every way for the better and it will always feel like home to me. It's been a hell of a ride over 12 years of chair turns and I want to thank everyone. I've made lifelong bonds with Carson and every one of my fellow coaches over the years, including meeting my wife, Gwen Stefani. I have a huge shout out to the singers or the voices who have come on stage season after season to amaze us with their talent. And special thank you for everyone who chose me to be their coach. Hot take, I think it's over. The voice? I think the voice is is coming to an end. I feel like when... American Idol lost the original three judges. It just kind of went downhill from there. And now that Blake is the last original judge from the show and he's leaving, I think it's I think it's uh it's gonna be over here soon. Well, truthfully, he I don't think he was an original judge. I think he started I think he started the second season. I don't know. Either way, he's obviously been around the longest. But yeah. I Adam Levine slid into his DMs and was like, hey, bro, you got a, you got a fat booty and you need to get out here right now. <laughs> that probably is what happened. Drop the voice now. Come over to my house. Blake Shelton adds so much to the voice when it comes to just his quick, witty comments every single episode. Um, like you said, he's obviously the cast member who's been a part of it the longest, I guess, aside from Carson. Yeah. And I listen, I don't watch the voice, but I catch the clips and the highlights of it for Blake and Gwen or Blake and whoever he's messing with Kelly or Ariana or John or whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he definitely brings that, uh, the, the, he's the life of the party, the comedic presence to the show. I don't know that anybody has that same kind of comedic prowess that he does. And generational presence Yeah, because people of most age groups tend to really love him and don't necessarily tend to relate so much to the Nick Jonas's, Ariana's, as most people can to Blake. Mm-hmm. So I do think that The Voice is losing a big asset with Blake, but... That fat booty. 
Adam Levine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it starts going downhill now. I think all singing shows are kind of going downhill. It just yeah. feels a little like we don't need it anymore. However, Blake Shelton, I hope that he's taken this time to hang out with obviously his wife and her kids and his family, which he says is the uh, greatest part of his life now. A woman in Maine is hoping to spread her mother's ashes at Alan Jackson's house. Oh, that's normal. Sue Castle of Maine flew to Nashville last Tuesday, or not like Tuesday as in two days ago, yeah. the 11th in hopes of talking to the right people to spread her mother's ashes at Alan Jackson's home. First off, we've seen pictures of this mansion. It is a castle. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I think they were wanting 25, 27 million or something for it. it, it insane. So according to Sue's local country station back in Maine, Sue's mother, Marianne, was such a big fan of Alan Jackson that she had a giant tattoo of him on her back. She had attended two dozen Alan Jackson concerts. Was that like 24? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm imagining this back tattoo. Is it just his face? Listen, this much, I don't know. But if you would like to do a Google search, Man. we could see. I want, I want I Alan want Jackson's it to be him. Face. No, I want it. I want it him full body on skis. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Chattahoochee music video. <laughs> anyway, she's a huge fan at his 2015 concert in Portland, Maine, he noticed her huge tattoo on her back. And he said, you know, come up to the stage. Let's see it. She goes up to the stage and he ends up dancing with, slow dancing with her to the song, Remember When. Mm-hmm. That woman later in life recalled that night as the happiest of her entire life. And her last wish was for her ashes to be spread at Jackson's home. She died last year in 2021. She was 80. So now her daughter, Sue, is doing her best to make it happen. She envisions possibly dropping her mother's ashes from a helicopter, throwing them over a fence, or maybe just out the window as I'm driving by, she says. That's, a, that's a good idea to throw the jar over the fence and it breaks in the lawn. There, you couldn't possibly get all of those ashes up. Right. <laughs> so some of her are still going to be on Alan Jackson's property. She says that if she got the chance, she would tell Alan Jackson, thank you for giving my mom the best day of her life. I can't imagine what he's like when he gets approached with this kind of request. Oh, my Just gosh. Go throw her in the pond. <laughs> like, what do you what do you say to that? That's beyond. That is beyond. Celebrities get the most odd requests on a daily basis. I'm sure this like he doesn't even bat an eye at this and just flat out says no. Right. Because why now, wouldn't now you, you? Now you got family that's wanting to come over to the house to, you know, because mm -mm, you, mm -mm, their mm -mm. mom's ashes are there or whatever. You know what I mean? That's this. This is the type of fan that is like a scary, creepy fan because yeah. a normal fan wouldn't want your ashes at his home. Like that's what you want when you want your ghost to come back and be with Alan Jackson. You yeah. know, we, no. I would say make the ashes into a guitar and then give the guitar to him because the house That's is going to sell. That's still kind of gross. The house is going to sell at some point and somebody else is going to be there. It's still kind of a stranger, you know, a stranger's ashes. Oh, your guitar of your mom. Oh. You don't tell him. I would be grossed out. <laughs> Here's what you do. You take those ashes, you take them to the Chattahoochee 
and that's where you spread them. Okay, because yeah, I like what that. is more Alan Jackson than that? That's true. I like that. That's a good idea. And you're not creeping everybody in the country yeah. out. And you're still paying homage to Alan Jackson. Yeah, man. Yes. Don't do this, okay? Don't ever ask an <laughs> artist to do this. At the end of summer, early fall, Ashley McBride suddenly canceled a bunch of shows, and her team stated that she had been in a accident and didn't really give any further detail. And since then, she has, we guess, healed, come back. She's put out an album and kind of been back on stage. But everybody was still wondering what happened to Ashley that made her cancel so many shows. Well, when she was on CBS this morning last week, she started to tell the story. She was in a horse-related accident where she got essentially bucked off. We did kind of put out there that there had been an accident that, I, that had been horse specific um, and that some shows were gonna have to be canceled. But we didn't even know the extent of my injuries until all the imaging came back and a little while later, but um, life-saving measures were taken. So super scary. I feel like we've heard a decent amount of horse-related stories when it comes to injury and our country artists. Hence, when Faith Hill was doing horse training to be on 1883, and she said a horse she was, that she was on just took off beyond her control and she didn't know where she was headed on it, but she had to just hang on for dear life. And I feel like these things, we hear about them happening so often. Yeah, even even if you, like, I would imagine that Ashley McBride has probably grown up around horses. Yeah. And even when you are the most trained rider in the world, you still don't know what's going what's gonna to spook the horse. Exactly. What's going to have them, you know, buck you off or whatever. And you're so high in the air, it's... It's something I I did not ride a horse until my honeymoon, and it was on the beach in Punta Cana or wherever, Riviera Maya. And that was a very slow pace, and I was still nervous. Yeah. So I can't imagine getting, like, bucked off and then landing on the hard surface. I'm just glad she's okay. She said at the time she probably shouldn't have been okay, but there were the right people on the scene who knew what to do. And she also says that she she knows like it was not the horse's fault. Something scared it, and yeah. she just happened to be on its back at that time. It was not her fault. I did. I got to go visit the horse's name is Jenny, and I got to go visit her this last week mm -hmm. to make oh. sure. I, I thought it was to tell her I was okay. She doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was to make sure that I knew I was okay, and to look at the people that were there and helped yeah. save my life. Felt terrible. To look yeah. at them and and really just know that they put breath into my lungs for me so yeah. that I. Yeah. Live. So she got to go back and have a little bit of closure for herself to yeah. not necessarily, quote, get back on the horse, but to at least look her in the eye and say, you know, it's all good. Meanwhile, Jenny's like, you got carrot or like all an right. apple, apple or something? <laughs> what, what's up? Exactly. <laughs> so happy Ashley McBride is okay, but scary accident for sure. It was a weekend full of artists surprising other artists on stage, which is always fun for a crowd too. Kelsey Ballerini was performing in Los Angeles when a couple things happened. First, the nice ladies in the front row of that show, standing in the pit, screamed her name enough until she looked at them and they could tell her through sign language that her zipper had been down. That's awesome. I saw this video and I was like, I wonder how, how long this fly was unzipped. I, so she has like four or five outfit changes in this hour and a half set. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking it could have only been down for a song or two in this one <laughs> outfit. But you could see Kelsey laugh about it and she goes, oh my gosh, not me with my fly down the entire time. Yeah. It was cute. She did a reaction video to her own to that to that footage. It was pretty funny. But then 
When she started to tease the song Half of My Hometown, she turned around to see the one and only Kenny Chesney sneaking up on stage behind her. Kenny Chesney, everybody. And the crowd goes wild. And she didn't know he was there either. She said it was nice of her team to keep the secret, which I thought was funny. He also had his fly down. She's looking at me like, are you joking? Is that real? I know. No, I was like, wait, that would actually be <laughs> hilarious if that's true. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the way back in Nashville, Keith Urban brought his special guest, Luke Holmes, up on stage to perform with him at the Bridgestone Arena. And the reason that I think this one's pretty interesting is that while they're on stage together talking about their wives, both their wives are named Nicole, Luke Combs says his wife, Nicole, she's at home taking care of baby Tex. She was named after... Nicole Kidman married to Keith Underwood. Wow. Which is so interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oddly, full, like full circle for them to be on stage together yeah. when he tells that story. I'm wondering if Nashville just gets, is just over the whole special guest thing because everybody's there all the time. So it can happen yeah. a lot more there from a regional standpoint. Yeah. I wonder if they get over it or if it's just like, Expected at this point. You know I what I mean? I bet Nashville's like that. I bet LA and New York are like that. Anywhere where you know there are a lot of famous people in one place. Yeah. It probably happens a lot. As opposed to St. Louis, where we're just like, is Nelly going to show up? <laughs> <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> Three female country powerhouses came together to honor the artists that we've lost this year. We all know that the Judds were supposed to be going on their final tour this year until we lost Naomi. Since then, Winona's reconfigured the whole tour to do it by herself, but to still get it done, you know? Mm -hmm. And a few days ago, she had a couple special guests join her at a tour stop. She had Martina McBride and Ashley McBride, which by the way, they're not related. <laughs> I know that's a question. And together, the three gave a very strong performance of Loretta Lynn's Coal Miner's Daughter, as well as some Judd's songs after that so they were paying homage to both Loretta and Naomi and afterward Winona posted to say when we stand together it's our finest hour obviously a Judd lyric and on the other tour stops Winona's brought other women in country along to accompany her on stage like Little Big Town Kelsey Ballerini and Faith and Trisha and obviously Martina I like that she's pulling from the women in country of maybe of like the early 2000s or the 90s or the 80s, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I hate that it has to come to this for something like this to happen. Like we get all the women of country music together for an awesome show like this. Um, but it's good because I feel like this is their legacy. They're honoring. And I just feel like we've lost so many people this year, like of note. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but also cool that they can get together and actually celebrate the lives of those that we did lose. I don't think the Judds plan to come to St. Louis. I think maybe KC might have been on that stop, but we would have known if the Judds were coming. Yeah, so, you yeah. know. Otherwise, that would have been a super cool show to see. But shout out to them for really putting on the girl power. And oh my gosh, you see that lightning? <laughs> that about scared me. Justin Moore has a new friend who he invited to be another artist on a new duet. They just dropped it on Friday. They are unexpected friends that I didn't know about, but he called up Priscilla Block. The new song is called You, Me, and Whiskey. And she said it was a really big deal for her to get invited to be on this song because not only has she never done a duet, 
but Justin Moore doesn't really do duets either. They both stick to those Friday night kind of songs. So this is a softer side for the both of them. And they say that they find a friendship somewhere between picking on other people, making people laugh, and being the life of the party, which I completely agree with, having met both of them. But the song You, Me, and Whiskey, I mean, at first, the title, it can be a little bit deceiving because it can sound like a brand new relationship, but this is what it means to Justin Moore. For me, as a guy who's been married for now 15 years, my wife and I have four beautiful children together, which we absolutely adore, but they drive us nuts. <laughs> you know, you, you do have to make time for your relationship. And the great thing about country music is that it represents something different to everybody listening to the song. Well, I'm not married yet and I don't have the kids yet, but... Don't, don't do it. <laughs> We will post the song to our Facebook page at 92.3 WIL. One of our faves, Alexandra Kay, has some big news and probably one of the biggest days of her life and her career is coming up. So she's one of us. She was raised in Waterloo. She's now a resident of Millstadt. When she's not traveling the whole country playing country music, she plays annually at Songs for Soldiers and also opened up at this year's Tim McGraw tour. You may have seen her there. But her team posted a video of her out to dinner with her parents recently in Nashville. And her parents casually bring up Jelly Roll. And her dad says this. Jelly Roll just did his Opry debut on November 19th of last year. Why is that significant? Because you're doing yours November 19th of this year. What? I'm so happy. I really thought I wasn't going to get to do that. Ever. You're going to, and it's going to be wonderful. So she's playing the Grand Ole Opry. I'm not sure if you could hear that super well, but she's playing the Opry, which is a huge honor because she's an independent artist. So if you're not signed to a, a record label, a lot of those doors stay closed. Don't ask me how they book artists, but obviously they believed that she was worth booking, which is great news. We're very excited for her. And I know it's a bit last minute, but if you're somebody who could actually be thinking to attend the Opry that night, I'm going to put the link for those tickets on our Facebook page. But obviously it's the Grand Ole Opry. So every performance is broadcast over the radio which by a certain way can be heard in St. Louis. And also, I think they broadcast it live on Facebook and YouTube Live, all those performances. I'm still figuring it out, but you better believe we're gonna have a way for you to listen to it here at 92.3 WIL. Kane Brown isn't actually going to be playing at his next concert, but he's not canceling it. And he might be making history. What does all this mean? Kane Brown is playing his next show in the metaverse. Ah, one of those. The Walmart Lands Electric Experience is a music festival over this weekend, and it's all virtual. And I don't mean virtual shows like back during COVID when we had Old Dominion on the big screen at Ballpark Village and called it a concert. Yeah. It's not like that. Instead, Kane will be outfitted with sensors and wires and gadgets all over so that a video game-like version of him will appear in the metaverse while he's in like an empty room somewhere uh -huh. with maybe some nerds behind the door. Yeah. He'll even have a helmet on with a front-facing camera so it mimics his real expressions. So as he goes dancing over the stage and singing and making faces to the crowd, his, I guess, like video game-like version in the metaverse is an exact replica of him. Yeah. This blows my mind. So you can see in a video where he's trying on all the gear, getting outfitted for it all, exactly what this will look like 
from his end, from him dancing in an empty room dressed like an alien, while online, those in the metaverse, as in like fans, will see Kane on the stage. They'll feel like they're an actual person in a crowd at a real concert, even though you're really just sitting in your living room with probably like a VR headset on. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what kind of gear you need to watch. Do you need a VR headset? Is that something you need to have? I mean, I'm sure you can watch it you know, on your flat screen, on your laptop or on your TV or whatever, but it's not yeah. the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've seen a couple of interviews done in the metaverse and it's actually kind of cool. Really? Like, think about if you're actually talking to the person and they're actually doing this thing live. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. know. I think it's, it's different. It's going to take some getting used to, but I could see this being a low cost option to go to a concert wherever they are performing in the world, you know? Right. And it's pretty big artists headlining. It's Kane Brown, Madison Beer, and Youngblood. So I'm, I'm really interested in it, but mostly because I saw the video of Kane wearing all the gear in the room, dancing around, singing to nobody. Yeah. And yet singing to everybody. Yeah. I mean, you could legitimately have a million plus people watching, watching you at you. one point. I mean, you see where the money grab here is, right? Right. As far as an advertisement standpoint. It blew my mind. I wonder how long till we're going to start having concerts in the metaverse. You want to come join our radio show in the metaverse? Oh, that would be pretty good. And Casey. Garth Brooks gave Ashley McBride a huge surprise on live TV yesterday. It's on CBS Mornings. Ashley McBride came on the show to talk about her new album, Welcome to Lindyville. Mm -hmm. And while she was there, the Opry likes to, they like to get sneaky with things like this. What's that host's name, Gail? Uh, Oprah's friend. Oprah's friend, okay. Gail, what's her last name? I, I can't, can't think remember. of it. Yeah. Anyway, she's like, oh, Ashley, we have somebody who wants to talk to you. And it's Garth Brooks. King. Gail King, sorry. Gail King, <clears throat> yeah. yes. I was like, King Garth Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> and he says this to Ashley McBride. It's Ashley McBride on behalf of the Opry and myself as an Opry member, but try not to cry. We would love for you to consider becoming the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry. It would be um, the great joy and the great honor of my life. Goodness. It's the, it's the longest living family in music history. You belong in it. You will make it stronger for decades to come. There's Grammys and there's being a member of the Grand Ole Opry are the two greatest things that could ever happen to you as an entertainer. So it's safe to say that she was crying. I'm pretty sure Garth was crying a little bit. I'm not buying it. You don't buy the I, tears. I haven't, I haven't seen the video yet, but the way that it came out audio-wise, it was like, and then he was just fine after that. But anyway, happy she for was Ashley. crying. No, th th this is an amazing, amazing thing for Ashley for sure. This sparked a conversation between Remy and I of, okay, so what? Like, what does it mean to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry? So I started looking it up. The Opry has been inducting new members, quote, since the 1920s. There are currently 70 members, and the perks of being an Opry member include being able to perform or host on any show at the Opry that they want to. You kind of uh -huh. just sign up for it. You yeah. don't have to, like, be invited or have a tour or asked. And you get full, oh, ready, full access to the parking lot. Let's go! And backstage during all shows at the Opry. So say you're like Jason Aldean and you uh, maybe you're a member there and your best friend Luke Bryan's going to perform. You can just, yeah. you don't have to ask to go backstage. You walk up, you're, I'm a member here, excuse me. So essentially if, you're, if your life falls apart personally, you can just go hang out backstage at the you Grand Ole Opry. You can just go sleep in the backstage of the Grand Ole Opry couch and you'll be fine. They'll pick your pieces back up. That's awesome. But the thing is, this surprised me because 
There are 70 members of the Grand Ole Opry now, including Ashley McBride, Carly Pierce, Lady A, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Artists that are not in the Grand Ole Opry, Taylor Swift. George Strait. No way. I swear. But a lot of it, I found out, has to do with whether or not you actually reside in Nashville. Oh, You've got to really? live in Nashville. Otherwise, there's kind of no point because he has spent his entire career living like outside San Antonio. Uh-huh. And they're like, why would we make him a member if he's not just going to pop in and out the way we want artists to do that? Yeah, I've been in country music for quite a while now, and I, I'm actually kind of blown away by the fact that it's only 70 people. Yeah. I mean, I just, they've been doing it since the 20s. Yeah, Maybe I, only 70 are alive. I feel like there are... It's like it happens in my mind every month. There's someone new that's inducted. I'm but. looking at the list and it looks as though they only choose one to two new members a year. Wow. So if you're chosen that year, it's a pretty big year in your career. That's yeah. uh, and, and, and Garth Brooks to do it. I mean, that's that's got to be pretty awesome for her. Oh, yeah. That's going to make an awesome memory and something really fun to look back at in the future. Yeah. So that video is on our Facebook page and Instagram story. Shout out to Miss Ashley McBride. Should we have members that can just like pop in and see us whenever? I don't know. I'd want to induct them. I wouldn't want to cry. Yeah, you'd cry every week. Casey covers country. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.